0: I'm not going to bit around the bush. Despite the cheeky title, this series is not about convincing you that you should make manifestation part of your practice. You can be a witch and never once do a spell that is life-changing. I would argue that manifestation is inherent in witchcraft, but not in the way that people mean when they talk about it. Today, however, I bring to you one of my witchy role models, because a lot of talk around manifestation is brought to you by people who are kinda witchy, but not claiming the label, and often deliberately packaging it in more mainstream terms. And that's not the vibe here. I welcome everyone, witch or not. Since it's a personal thing to claim a label for yourself, whether, whatever your craft looks like, But this series will be diving deep into making sense of the practicalities of building a life that is truly your own using witchcraft. I'll do the research so you don't have to and help you discern the good from the bad in what's becoming a bit of a graft. And of course, I'll be doing it in the usual star-loving, science-seeking way that is what this podcast is all about. But before I start nerding out, to kick us off, I'm honoured to bring to you my conversation with Calydon. It may be the most public fangirling I've done to date, and I can't promise it'll be the end of it, because who knows, maybe I will manifest the rest of my dream guest list. Subscribe to find out. welcome to the starry sky and witchy things podcast i'm alexis your new witchy bff i'm known as a in
1: witch circles i'm a photographer by day and star obsessed urban witch by night sometimes the opposite often both at once and i as star obsessed as natsuki's shinomiya in utapri or just a warning there would be loads of attack references I'm a Capricorn sun, Scorpio Moon and Scorpio rising. Probably a Lyran Star Seed,
0: a tarot lover, and all of my lipsticks have a spell on them. I started this podcast to share my passion and the empowerment and self-love that cosmic witchcraft brought into my life. Come every Thursday for captivating conversations about life, business and magic that blend the practical with the woo. And bring you all our history geek solo episodes and amazing guests to explore the ways in which we can bring more enchantment into our lives. Ready to live life limitless? Then let's dive into today's episode.
1: But anyway, welcome to the podcast and thank you so much for being my guest. I'm really excited for my listeners to be able to share in your energy and hear your pearls of wisdom today that if you'd like to say who you are and let everybody who hasn't had the pleasure to be in your space yet know who you are and where to find you and whatever. <laughs>
2: Yeah, for sure. So, thank you so much for having me. I can't wait to have this conversation with you. My name is Kelly Dawn. I'm an intuitive coach, and I work primarily with spiritual entrepreneurs to help them grow their business, specifically around helping them show up fully expressed and build confidence and also manifest more money.
1: That's awesome. I'm not sure how many people in the audience are going to be specifically spiritual entrepreneurs. And one of the things I'm really passionate about is making sure that people know that it can be witches and being authentic and show up whatever thing they do is obviously my day job is as a photographer which is not really although I think it's a very witchy thing because photos take something intangible and make it into reality so I think that's kind of like a a really cool thing uh, to look at in kind of slightly different perspective but yeah for me it's um Reason I invited you is that I absolutely love your work, even if I'm not a spiritual entrepreneur. And I wanted to have you share your wisdom on manifestation because this is going to be season three ahead of the Lions Gate portal in August, which is like one probably favorite astrological event for manifestation specifically. And well, in general, I say probably the Scorpio moons would be the biggest. (laughs) for me but yeah so I always pull um tarot card for the conversations and I'm actually interested to hear what you think because I was not expecting for this specific um given you and me and the fact that it is the three of cups three people just us <laughs> it was an interesting one i like yeah like a take on it I'm just still thinking that's weird, <laughs> not the energy I was expecting.
2: I love that. It's like you and I and maybe like the spirit of this podcast, all three of us coming together in celebration oh, of that. manifestation and talking about some great things.
1: I love that. It's like, that's a really cool one. I'm going to sit with it. But since we are already kind of kicking off, then talking about manifestation, if you want to go back on how you actually got to be an intuitive coach, because that's... Uh, Really cool story. I I already heard that a few times, but I I like it, hearing it actually. It's really inspiring. But yeah,
2: for go sure. Ahead. So I was, I worked at a nine to five job that I was unhappy with for about 16 years. And I had a tremendous amount of fear leaving that job because it was so safe and so secure. And I also had no idea what I wanted to do with my life. And back then, all I knew is that I wanted to help people. That's that's as far as I could go in my mind. And Everything beyond that, it was like there was nothing. There was no answer. And I finally got to the point where I realized if I stay in this job and I stay comfortable, I'm never going to leave because there was nothing wrong with it. Great people, great benefits, great money. I'd been there all my life. It was a family business. So it was so comfortable. It was also paralyzing. And I quit that job to go work at Tim Hortons, which if you are familiar, do you have Tim Hortons where you live?
1: No, but it's okay. like literally the one Canadian thing that everybody, like all the experts in London, they're kind of like, can kind of miss this. Like, how great is this place? I I've never actually been to Canada, so the first thing I'm going to do is go and check it out.
2: I love their coffee, but it's like, for anyone who's unfamiliar with it, it's like a fast food joint that's a coffee shop. It's not exactly, like, I jumped from a fairly good position at a job that I was at for decades to – or. Over a decade to working minimum wage at a coffee shop. But I had to make that bridge to get out of things just so I could explore life and figure out what I wanted to do. And then over the course of a few years, I got more clear on what I wanted. And back in 2013, I started a housekeeping business. And that's when I got really deep into manifestation. And it wasn't my first introduction to it because I was practicing witchcraft from the time I was 14. 13, 14. And so I had been introduced to the concepts of manifestation, but I didn't really understand them on a deep level. And when I started my business, I dove into the world of personal development, spiritual development. I watched The Secret. I watched <laughs> um, What the Bleep Do We Know? And all those documentaries that talk about quantum physics and creating our reality. And it was like every cell in my being was like, "You have just, you have just won the lottery. Like you have hit the jackpot. You need to run with this." And I started using the manifestation principles I was learning with my cleaning business and with my personal life. And I was noticing some massive transformations. And then it got to the point where I was like, I would get up at 3.30, 4 o'clock in the morning and read these books and journal and do mindset work and these different practices. And I thought one morning... I remember I was my little dog Oliver that I had at the time he would always sit on my lap he was a little puppy I had my morning coffee and my journal and I thought I bet there's people out there who don't want to get up at 4:30 in the morning and read through books they just want someone to help them reach their goals and it was like I could do that and that's what got me into coaching and so my coaching career all started with helping other people manifest what they want in their life and business just using the same the same things that I had done to create change in my own life
1: yeah. That's a different version of the ones I heard you say before. I love this. You can always learn something different about a person. doesn't matter how much you are in their space. Um, If you don't mind going a little back on the witchcraft side of things, since obviously this is a witchcraft podcast primarily, um, what kind of witchcraft was the one that you were exposed to and how... Did that fit in with manifestation or didn't fit in with manifestation? That's kind of my experience, actually. It was slightly divergent between the two things.
2: Yeah, I was first exposed to... Excuse me, um, folk magic. Uh, Back when I was around, I think it was maybe around like nine or so, I came across a book on divination and I fell absolutely in love with it. And then through learning more about divination, I got into folk magic. And there was a book that I picked up, and I think it was. I think it was a Scott Cunningham book, but I know the first half was folk magic. The last half of the book was Wicca. And at the time, Wicca was like the I'd never even heard of it before. I'm from a very, very small rural town in Canada. So Christianity was really the only option as far as spiritual paths that I grew up around. And it was Wicca that I got into at first because that was the only thing that I was exposed to. And then over the course of my life, it's sort of like changed and gone in a couple different directions. And now I have a practice that just feels really unique to me. But Manifestation, it was part of my practice back then, but it was more, it felt like things were more coincidental. Like I would do a spell and then something would happen. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. And I wasn't quite connecting the dots. I didn't really understand it on a deep level like I do now, but I did love using spell work, working with nature, um, connecting with spirits. I used Ouija boards from the time I was, oh, I forget how young I was, I was <laughs> even younger than that when I started connecting with spirits. And so everything kind of like came together. But the manifestation, like, how can I use spells to create what I want? That didn't come until years later.
1: Uh, ooh, that's a lot to unpack. It could take you, keep you here forever, would go in all directions. So I find, from my perspective, sometimes the manifestation space is very superficial. Mm-hmm. and but I can relate to the idea I have the spells and you never really do the big picture thinking how where is this spell actually gonna sit in the bigger vision that I'm trying to create does sometimes doing spells for very small things and like I just kind of really need a big change <laughs> and that feel fits um well, at least with my experience of what witchcraft was like when I first started as everybody who was I was born in eighty nine, so I missed out the craft era, just about. But Wicca was the one thing, especially in Europe. And there's all the ceremonial things and the religious aspect, but it wasn't so much about um, stepping into your own power, which is what you're all about and why I wanted to have this conversation with you. So, yeah, how do you... Bridge that gap when you're kind of new to all of these as a kind of beginner witch. Uh 101.
2: Like how to bridge the gap yeah. between like doing like basic spells to more important, like bigger picture yeah. things. Yes. I feel what can be helpful there is looking at the underlying thing that you really want to shift and change. Because for the most part, people do spells for love, money, and health. Like those are the big <laughs> three, right? I want more money. Yeah. I want to have a great relationship. I want to feel healthy and energized. So when we look at what's going on beneath the surface around that, and we ask ourselves, okay, so why am I not experiencing what I want? Then we get to things like self-confidence, self-worth, self-love. And those are the bigger things. When we do magic to transform those aspects of ourself, that's when things tend to fall into place very easily. And our magic like works a lot faster, more effectively, because we're getting to the root cause. And I feel when we tap into those more, um, I don't want to say they're more important, because the money, the health, the relationships, those are very important as well. But when we get to those underlying causes, it kind of has a ripple effect, and it transforms us on a deeper level. And that's why like, Like, I know people, they're doing money spells left, right, and center. It's like, oh, got to pay the bills. Got This came up. I got to do another money spell. It's like, well, why don't we just work on the thing that's holding you back from making more money to begin with? That's the thing that's going to unlock things so you don't have to keep doing spells like that.
1: Yeah, you're calling me out.
2: That's
1: me. i like, I have... No, at the moment there's only one jar left, is spell jar. But yeah, all of the situations kinda of like ah oh this job, I'm gonna send this application with this spell and yeah, I've done that. <laughs> no, it, it it's difficult. I like, sometimes um wanting to look into that and you know, the aspects and the shadow and that was the theme of um podcast season that I just finished. I was working with light and shadow. Because I'm really passionate about that idea as well, even if I'm not quite at the stage when I can say, well, I've done it, I cracked the code, Uh, I just see that as being the biggest obstacle. I I have that awareness, at least, and I'm kind of part of this season and um, reason why I have you here as the expert, as obviously someone who's been successful as manifesting the life that they wanted. is bringing people in in the kind of like the mess, like you know, like line three in human design. So i kind of like, yeah, I, I need to learn about, from my mistakes and sharing so that someone slightly behind me I'm not gonna do the same thing and can just like bypass the problem and get to the better thing. But yeah, oh gosh, what there's so many questions buzzing into my head that I could ask you. So um, oh you've recently been running a small challenge ahead of opening one of your programs. It's uh, probably cut close by the time this comes out. Um, uh, it be June the 1st, so uh, it's probably not entirely relevant. Although, feel free to give me any wait list or uh, details and stuff if uh, you're opening again. But, um, what that uh, so you were saying about the mindset and the general saying in your experience of the people who come into your space what do you see that you wish more people realized is a problem but we're not actually seeing sorry that's really, really
2: i love this <laughs> i'm like i cannot wait to answer this question i'm so excited it's it's the identity it's our self-concept it's who we see ourselves as because at the core of manifestation, it's not a bunch of steps that we need to follow. It's not a practice that we need to perfect. Everything that we do, whether that's mindset work or spell work or any type of magic, it's transforming who we are on the inside so we can become the person who has what we want. And that's why like spell work can be very beneficial, especially if you're drawn to magic and witchcraft. <laughs> it's a very powerful practice, but the the root of it all is transforming the way that you see yourself. Because let's pick, let's say if you want to manifest a certain amount of money, let's just use, I don't know, a certain amount of money <laughs> that you want to call it. Yeah. Asking yourself, who would I have to be in order to create that? Or who would I get to be in order to create that? That is going to help you shift and change because we're all operating on different timelines. And so if you have a desire to manifest something and you can, like, it's a true desire, it's not just like a fun ego-based thing, but it's like, you feel it in your soul that this is meant for you that means there's a timeline where you're already in that experience. And so it's kind of like tuning the frequency of a radio dial. We just want to get over to that timeline, over to that frequency. And we do that by changing our identity, which is just our thoughts, our beliefs, our energy, and our actions. Like it's, That's all it is at the, the base of it. But it's practicing that, practicing changing those things consistently before seeing evidence that's where people get tripped up because they're like it's not working i need to go buy another book i need to go buy another course i need to go hire another coach i need to go do another spell it's not working it's like no it is you just have to keep trusting and the way i love to explain this it's like when you plant a seed right the yeah. the plant is going to pop up you're not going to see the tree like, in two weeks, that's not going to happen. That seed has to germinate. There's a lot of stuff that has to happen beneath the surface before we see any result, and it's like that whenever we're manifesting anything. It's like an iceberg, like a whole bunch of stuff is going on underneath. we just see a little bit, but a lot of people, they take themselves out of the game when they're so close, like they're so so close to having what they want.
1: Yeah, it could just dice all these things calling me out. <laughs> <laughs> that is one of the problems, so, if you don't mind me kind of like digging a little deeper on the trust issue. And I I guess it kind of connects with the identity as well because I guess it's difficult stepping into the identity of someone that trusts, if that makes sense. um, What would be something you would recommend is an easy way to, like something small that someone can do when the results are not there yet to kind of feel safe? in the weight. I think that's a big, a big one, at least for me. But I think for a lot of people, when you like take the action, and then you're like waiting and nothing is happening and the anxiety starts building up, it, it kind of triggers deep rooted issues. And it's just yeah. yeah, the body needs to kind of be on board, even if you can kind of, like on the intellectual level. I understand it. Uh, I get uh, it. I have read all the books. but Yeah.
2: Yeah. So there's a few different things I recommend here. Firstly would be journaling and writing out what it is that you want to manifest and doing that every single day. And sometimes multiple times a day, because what we want to do here is basically reprogram the way our mind is working, the way our brain is working. And when you write out the reality that you want to be experiencing in as much detail as possible. Every single time your pen hits the page, you are reminding your brain of something else that's available and it can start firing off and start making connections that are congruent with that reality. And then secondly, I would visualize. I would imagine like like imagine a little a mini movie, a little snapshot of how will you know this thing has manifested? And it can just be a few seconds long, but put yourself into this place where things are already done and see yourself as much as possible in this end result and then really get into the feeling of that. Like get to the point where you're almost crying tears of gratitude because you're your brain doesn't know the difference between what's real and what's imaginary. And if you can imagine a scenario powerfully enough to fire things off internally, where you are emotionally connected to that experience, it's going to manifest so much easier because you're going to start attracting opportunities that are aligned with that. And then to get the body on board, I love EFT, a huge, huge fan of EFT tapping. Um, I will listen to hypnosis audios when I go to sleep. I will work out. I want, I'm always making sure that I'm moving my body, especially if I feel like I'm going through an up level. I'll work out to get the energy moving. Um, even something like dancing around is really powerful for that. And another practice I love is shaking. Like we see animals shake all the time to get their stress out of their body. And when we're manifesting things and we're having things come to the surface that are making us uncomfortable, like our old beliefs and our limitations and things like that, your body can get into the space of like, ah, oh, like I don't know what to do with all this energy. But if you just kind of like shake it out, kind of like do the hokey pokey for like a couple <laughs> minutes, take a couple deep breaths, that very simple practice can help you feel more grounded and can help feel help put your body in a space where it feels more at ease.
1: Oh, wow, thank you. I actually never tried that one, and the shaking. <laughs> it's such a simple thing, but I don't think it's talked about enough. There's, everybody's kind of talking about visualizing. Sometimes people remember that not everybody has that kind of brain, so like scripting and all the things, or maybe like they're listening to affirmation and saying, that's what everybody's talking about. And the other things, that's not quite as much as I would like to hear it, because I think it's... Maybe because it's my background, having come with a lot of uh, trauma in the generations before me, where maybe other people don't have the same experience, but it just feels so easy to say, yes, I'm on board with this belief that I can make my own reality. And I understand how neuroplasticity works and all of the science behind it is not just like woo things. It's actually real in every possible sense. But still be stuck, still being in freezing fly, and all of those things, it takes time. I'm going to try the shaking when I feel that, because I do feel that a lot. I feel like I have, I don't know, because it would be my first it's real experience of up-leveling. I uh, don't think any of the other changes I've had in my life would qualify as such. So it's a weird sensation. It's kind of like realizing you're feeling like you're on the edge of a precipice, like the fool ready to jump down and I can see myself from the outside and I can see how other people see it. And that's literally like, what on earth is she doing? She's like jumping, like she thinks she can fly.
2: Yeah. (laughs) And that can be a really challenging thing for a lot of people because you can have people around you in your real life who love and support you, but they're all operating in their own belief system. And if you want something different, and they see you going after that, it can make them wildly uncomfortable. And so they might say things, even if they're not intentionally trying to be hurtful at all, but they might say things like, Oh, do you really think I can do that? Like, is that really <laughs> realistic? And these things plant little seeds of doubt. And what's coming to mind now is the um, oh gosh, I forget the term. Is it the witch's pyramid to know to will to dare and to be silent? I think so. I think that's it. Yeah. So the um the to be silent piece, that right there is key because We don't need to talk about our goals and our dreams with everyone. There are certain people who we can share those things with who can help us nurture them and help us grow them. But other people, again, they're not even trying to be cruel at all for the most part, but they can plant these seeds of doubt. And until you have the confidence where it feels like that thing you're manifesting has taken root, it's important to be mindful of who you're sharing things with, Mm. I think, just because it can do more harm than good.
1: Yeah, that's one of the things that I I love about your work and your presence online, uh, your podcast and everything. Kind of like the implicit permission slip to be yourself. You don't actually have to share what things are cooking because I'm sure you have plans going on and we get to see them when they're ready. But we can feel the energy that is moving, that you are in the space of, consistently moving forward and manifesting whatever it is that you want even if we don't know what it is that you're, you're looking at and that kind of give us permission to do the same thing which is how we have <laughs> to this conversation in the end because that's what I'm kind of trying to do is creating a community of people who live out of that confidence that there is more to life than being miserable every day.
2: Yeah. And I love that you bring this up because when we give ourselves permission to be fully ourselves and put ourselves out there, even when it's uncomfortable, whatever area of life that is, it really does give other people permission to do the same. And I'm thinking back to like when I first got into witchcraft, it was before the internet was a thing. <laughs> and I remember Lori Cabot's Power of the Witch book was one of the very first books I read on the topic. Um And in the back of it, she had an address that you could send away to, to get her catalog. And I remember receiving her catalog in the mail from her magic shop. And I felt so connected to this woman who I had never met. And I felt so much more brave. I ended up going on in high school to do presentations on magic and witchcraft from a very small town. So everyone thought I was crazy. But it was like, no, here's Lori Cabot, who is like the official witch of Salem, really owning it, walking around town in her black robes and her black makeup and like just owning everything on such a deep level. And seeing her show up in the world the way that she did or the way that she still does, it was like, I get to do that too in my own way. And we have this, Mm -hmm. we get to create this for other people. So it doesn't just help us. It's something that impacts everyone around us.
1: Yeah, it's kind of like a little weight of responsibility around this time. I've I've been kind of shy in being on social media, despite the fact that I do feel that kind of, I wouldn't say pressure, I do feel the pressure in in a completely different and more negative way. Kind of like a calling, and that sounds like really big, but for this, this very specific reason of kind of The more voices are out there, the more people know that they're not alone. And um, it's so (laughs) difficult because it's just, I don't know, the entire setup makes me feel like it would be so easy to look at myself and be like, I'm not you. I shouldn't do it. I can't possibly compete, which is not the point. (laughs) I'm not here to compete, which is really kind of funny because. Uh, slightly blonder but it's, it could be related, maybe we're cousin and we don't know it <laughs> <laughs> we totally could <laughs> <It's> be <like, giffy. laughs> like, it's, like, yeah, it's like even if it's like slightly different and everybody has different interests, even like in witchcraft and things and I had Angelica on the podcast to talk about 80s and she has black hair and looks different but we both come from Instagram background, even if you can never tell that about me I don't look it but yeah it's just so much space for everybody to to be themselves and then you can realize I don't have to be exactly the same I can be both dark and pink but I actually don't actually like pink that's uh, a running joke with my friends but the idea being that there's there's a space for everybody but it's so terrifying to do it anyway
2: Yeah, it can be. Like the internet's a very big place and there are a lot of people on there who aren't kind people, but I can promise you it gets easier. Like I've been in the place. I remember the very first live stream I did, it was back on Periscope when that was a thing (laughs) way before, like I'm a dinosaur when it comes to being online. And I I had to go take a shower afterwards because the experience, like I felt like I needed to cleanse myself physically because the experience was so horrible. Trolls came on. I was arguing with them. I was just an absolute mm-hmm. mess publicly on the internet. The very first time I went live, I was like crying to my coach afterwards. And then- you just get back up on the horse. Like you just have to keep going and keep pushing through that discomfort because what's on the other side is not only a great thing for you, but also the people that you're here to help, whatever capacity that is.
1: Yeah. I will have to guess around to doing it. I think it's going to like my homework. (laughs) You're going to leave me with something. You're going to be saying that. Yeah. Is there anything else you'd like to touch on? Look conscious of how precious time is for everybody.
2: Yeah, I think what's coming through now to share with everyone is whatever you're feeling like that lump in your chest that feels like fear. It's like, oh man, I know I should do this thing. I know I should do this thing. I really want to do this thing, but I'm scared. And I know it's cheesy. It's talked about all the time in like the personal development space. But what's on the other side of that fear is meant for you. And you moving through that fear will transform you into someone that your younger self won't even recognize. And when you become the person who can do the scary thing, you will be able to do anything, absolutely anything that you set your mind to, because that's all life is. It's a series of uncomfortable events that we're moving through if we (laughs) want to grow and expand. And when you're like, I know how to navigate through scary shit. I know how to do that. Like I'm not going to be Comfortable the entire time, but I know how to manage that discomfort and do it anyway. And that's the key to really manifesting anything in your life is getting into this habit of just moving forward despite the discomfort, despite the doubt, despite the fear. Yeah, I'm feeling that in my spirit, right? I was like, okay, this is me being called out
1: big time. Uh, Yeah, publicly being called out on the internet. (laughs) Anyway, so if that is. Um, your last thought it's a beautiful one to to finish on is there anything that's cooking that you're about to launch in June that we can all be excited to see that's Awesome. I keep lurking on the side like that. Well, not really a spiritual entrepreneur. Also, can't really afford it right now, but I could try and manifest the money for it. Yeah, so that's another point. But anyway, so I'm going to let you get on with your day, which is kind of long since you are a few hours behind. I always get confused. You're behind me. No, ahead of me. Yeah, ahead of it. yeah, Yeah, it's, it's morning for you. It's the afternoon, so you have probably a lot to be doing. and not going to just keep you here. Uh, if you're just going to have every places you can be found. And then I'm going to drop the links in the show notes so everybody can join your spaces. Yeah. Bask in your energy, which is also awesome one of my favorite things. <laughs> I'm gonna drop the your links you're always doing the tarot pool for the collective and it's fascinating how many times I do my own pull in the morning and then it comes out you your morning for you and you're showing that like gosh I really need to focus on that <laughs> topic because that's the same god it's, it's awesome sometimes well it's awesome to see but not so much being called out it looks like it's the theme of the day anyway I hope you have a good rest of the day and look forward to everything that's gonna come next and hopefully bringing you some positive results at the end of my season experiment of seeing what I'm gonna get with the Lionsgate portal. And thank you so much for your time and your energy and your wisdom. That's I really appreciate it. Even if it costs me out so much and that's that's painful. Anyway, thanks. Bye. Take care. Ooh. Thank you for listening to the Starry Sky and Witchy Things podcast. A huge thank you to Jenna Sword at Jenna, S-O-A-R-D on Instagram for the cover art
0: and Papa Planet for the music. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to be notified when a new one comes out, please subscribe on your platform of choice and if you really love it, leave a five-star rating and review, which
1: will help me be found by more people who'll enjoy it too. Also, feel free to share it on social media and with anyone you think should give it a shot. You can send your questions and comments to my email, starryskypodcast@gmail.com, at or on Instagram at starryskypodcast. And you can also subscribe to my monthly newsletter at witchymusings.substack.com where I share reflections and tips about the astrological seasons. Until next time...